It's leftovers. Who doesn't like leftovers? Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Greetings once again, everybody. It is I, your friend, Positive Sean here, checking in with you on the One More Thing podcast, Friday edition, which is, I'm sure you know by now, this is where I kick Jack and Joe out of the studio. They are kind enough to let me play in the sandbox for a little bit, all by myself. I get the little uh, the little sandcastle buckets, the little tractor thing over there, the slides. It's all mine. Swing time. There, That's right. I get to swing for as long as I want. Um, but uh, but today, what we're going to be doing is a, a little something new. Now, we have a part of the thing that goes into uh, preparing a, a radio show is you, you need you need stuff to talk about, and the way you do that is you get more stuff to talk about than you will ever possibly have time to talk about. So I'm bringing you the leftovers of some of the stories that I thought maybe make the cut, depending on how the news cycle goes, or if you know maybe we run out of stuff to say on something. So it's always good to have things to to go to in in case of emergency. But uh, I'm just going to kind of go through some of these leftovers in a bit of a, uh, a lightning round style. I got a, a small, look at, look at this, th- three-dimensional broadcasting. I got the papers right here. Take that, 4K. Ha! Um, so, all right, all right, let's uh, let's shuffle these up here. Let's kinda just kind of attack these uh, in a random order. Um, yeah, yeah, let's do this. All right, all right. Hear that? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it all. All right, leftovers. First story of the leftovers. Children who grow up with dogs are better behaved. What? Now, obviously, this is one of those things that makes a ton of sense just off of, well, yeah, you know, you, you give them some responsibility. Um, they they probably have a an earlier opportunity to learn, uh, you know, empathy, things like that, right? You see uh, that you, when you are in charge of another thing and you get responsibilities, that those kind of help you with some of these other um, quali- qualities that they are equating to a, a better behaved child. Uh, let's see. So a new study by the University of Western Australia uh, finds that children two through five who grow up with dogs are better behaved. First of all, two through five. That seems like very young to be worrying about uh, behavioral stuff. But again, I am I am not a parent. I have only been a kid but one time. Um, my memories of the age ranges of two through five, very much lacking, very much lacking. And, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but the children who walked or played with their pooch, or I'm sorry, the more the children walked or played with their pooch, the better the effects the dog had them. I think there's a little bit of a, you know, I guess freakonomics is kind of the new word for when there's, uh, a benefit to it that's not uh, necessarily the intended purpose of doing something but uh but you know just walking with the dog i think you know it gets kids out walking around um just you know moving the body a little bit which i think you know exercise for lack of a better word and uh and yeah that has untold uh, actually it's pretty well documented the the positive effects of exercise so i think that that might be a little bit what's going on there uh but also two through five year olds they probably are very active on their own anyways with or without a dog I suppose that depends on the kid and the parent. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a parent. Maybe I shouldn't even be talking about this story. This is why it's the leftovers because we we're not sure how these things are going to go. Uh, so what do they say? Uh, children who live in a household with dogs who are th- they were thirty to forty percent likely to have conduct or peer problems. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, preschool pro social behavior increased by up to seventy four percent if they walk the dog at least once a week. Um. 
doing uh, walking the dog at least once a week and playing with the dog several times, uh, doing both of those uh, actions also decreased total difficulties by 30%. I don't know how you qualify total difficulties, but that's from People. Thank you, People Magazine. Appreciate you. Appreciate you telling me about dogs being good for kids. Runners 200 meter time too good to be true. That's right. So we got a we got a, a sprinter here in the 200 meter race. Uh, Noah Lyles. Um, now this was a an interesting track meet in which, due to the COVID 19 panic, um, people weren't all together on the same track. People had independently set up their own um, lanes to run on in their various tracks, none of which shared a track. And uh, 30 runners competed virtually from seven locations uh, around the globe. So I guess it was seven locations. Okay. Um, And this is uh, according to Runner's World. So I guess they would know. Um, Running on a track in Florida, the reigning 200-meter world champ finished with an astounding 18.9 seconds. Now, what do you? I know what you're thinking. You're not a a 200-meter expert. Um, What what is that? Is that fast? Is that slow? Well, they said astounding, so they're they're leading you to believe it's fast. Well, the world record of all time is by one Usain Bolt, and that is at 19.19 seconds, set in 2009. Uh, it was so stunning that the announcer at the time said, this cannot be right. Uh, reti- retired runner Steve Cram said, who was doing the, uh, the, the commentary for the broadcast. Uh, and not the, to make matters worse, he was also running into a headwind, which made it seem even more unlikely that he was just uh, smashing world records by, you know, almost half a second. Well, it turns out that the, uh, the organizers had set him up in a short lane uh, and miscounted off the steps, I guess. The actual distance that he ran was about 185 meters. But now here's the kicker. If they prorate the time, he would have finished at 20.4 seconds, which was... Still fast enough to beat all the competitors, but it doesn't necessarily work like that. Just you, you don't run at the same rate for the entire 200. You're probably running those last 15 meters slower than you're running like the middle 15 meters, for for instance. Um, so uh, he ended up getting disqualified, gave the wind the win to uh, Christophe Lem- oh, Lemaitre. I don't know. He's uh, from Switzerland. He had a time of 20 seconds, uh, 20.65 seconds. So yeah. Eh, sometimes people things get messed up. Let's see here. What's what's next on the pile? We got survey finds one in five Americans were victims of porch pirates since the start of COVID nineteen. Yar. Well, now you know what the porch pirates are, right? That's the uh, you get packages delivered. People wait for the delivery guy to drop off the package and bounce, and then they just saunter on over to your porch, take the package, and head on their merry way. Uh, one of my favorite little, it's not necessarily a sub genre. I believe it's just one guy who's done a couple different videos of this. Um, but one of like your, not officially a Mythbusters guy, but one of your Mythbusters type guys, right? The, these people who, who are just really good at making mechanical widgets and doodads and things like that. He made some, uh, some fake porch pirate bait trap boxes to, to put on his porch. Cause he was having some problems that would, uh, fire off stink bombs and shoot glitter all over the place when when they were open and there was also like a, a smartphone camera attached in it too so you got to see the reaction of the the would not would be they stole the, the stuff but the actual porch pirates uh and so yeah those are those are fun to track down if you're interested in that but let's see what the stats on this story have to say one in five americans reported being victims of porch piracy uh 54 of consumers reported multiple package thefts in the first 12 months 
uh, in the past 12 months, rather. Um, and 33% of people knew someone who's had a package stolen. Uh, the average cost of the pr- package is stolen, about $100 per. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, um, they seem to be stealing from Gen Xers and Millennials the most. Uh, I, I would guess that probably has something to do with the generational differences in how uh, much shopping you actually do online. Um, 40% of package thefts happens to residents of apartment buildings. That's interesting. My apartment building's got like a, almost like an uh, airport locker sort of setup where the, the Amazon driver comes in, puts it in a, a special locker, and then I get a text on my phone with the, the code to go open the locker and get my stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, about half of the packages were delivered by Amazon. Um, despite increasing packages, 33% of customers have taken no action to prevent package thefts within the last year. This is actually interesting. About 35% of all residents who did take precautions opted to receiving tracking notifications, the most common preventative measure. So that's, hey, we're about 10 minutes out. You know, it'd be great if you were home. So then you sprint home from work or whatever, however you make it work. Um, while 20% installed doorbell cameras. Um, I, that, yeah, that's that's also makes sense in, in a lot of ways. Although you just, in those scenarios, that's not really preventative. You just get to see the person take your stuff. I guess maybe in theory, then you can, I don't know put it on the internet or take that to the cops and maybe track down the person or whatever. Uh, but here's the other thing that I, I, I found interesting. Other mes- measures like requiring signatures upon delivery and purchasing package delivery insurance were not so common. I think if I were to incorporate one of these, I would just simply do the uh, signature on delivery thing. But I understand there's probably work schedules and lifestyles that don't necessarily... Um, accommodate that too well and uh you know the quarantine has become the perfect opportunity for porch pirates according to andrew hurst a research analyst at valuepenguin.com i'm sorry what valuepenguin.com i'm no all right we're done with this one we're 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 done with that one all right uh what else we got in the leftover pile how to hack your brain to remember almost anything well that actually sounds good enough to maybe uh do on the show next week do I want to, do I, do I want to, uh, it sounds so dismissive to say, do I want to waste this here? But I actually think I might uh, save this. This sounds interesting. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to save this one for the show up proper on Monday. Um, but uh, I hope you all are having a wonderful uh, time of it the best you can during all of this uh, this craziness. Um, there's a new Charlize Theron action movie uh, out on Netflix. Looking forward to seeing that. I know nothing about it other than what I just told you. I saw people tweeting about it this morning. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'll be checking that out this weekend. Um, but, yeah, I, I, uh, we'll be doing some more financial talks, uh, I don't know, in the next week or so. Uh, working on, uh, you know, when you, when you talk finance... Uh, the, there's more rules involved. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on ironing out all the disclaimers I need to put when I'm talking finance. So you guys don't take my advice as anything worth following. And, uh, and I can't get sued into oblivion when, and your money's gone as the uh, South Park episode would go. Um, but yeah, uh, looking forward to this weekend. I hope you have a great time, uh, you know, being safe, staying away from the Rona. Uh, if you go out, please wear a mask, but, uh, until next time, let's, uh, Let's have a good time. Well, I guess that's it.